Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lackovich. Join me while I interview some of the coolest people on the planet, bringing you more health, more wealth, more happiness as you're building that beautiful business empire. Now, let's do it. Welcome to episode number three on the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. Today, I bring you Heather Porter, a dynamic businesswoman who is one of the leaders in Australia in online marketing. Now, if you're doing Facebook marketing and it hasn't worked for you, you will love this show. If you think you know everything about Facebook marketing, well, guess what? She's dropped one big golden nugget bomb (laughs) that just you'll say, hey, I didn't know that and you'll go out and try it straight away. So more about Heather. She is the co-founder of Website Love, which is a website development company and an online business growth strategy consultant and speaker. And that's how we met many years ago. Same client speaking at the same conference and we've been great buddies ever since. She's also the co-host of two podcast shows, which she has fans all over the world. And also she's the host of That Social Media Show, which is on on Brin, which is a business app, and that too reaches over 100 countries. She's the number one best-selling co-author of four business books, and she's an incredible, incredible woman when it comes to leads, sales, conversions. That's why we can have some great conversations together, because what I love about Website Love and what Heather does is their business is not just about creating a beautiful-looking website. Their whole goal is to get a website that converts as well. So she continually teaches lead strategies, lead conversion, social marketing techniques to help you continually build the profit side of your business and be able to get a lot of traffic and a lot of leads. So now let me welcome you to Heather Porter. So welcome, Heather Porter. So great to have you back on a third one of my shows. <laughs> You've been to all of them, Living Legends. Cashflow Candy and our Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. For everybody that doesn't know, Heather is one of my most favorite business chicks in Australia. She absolutely rocks and um, probably one of your biggest referrers because I just just love what you do and you bring your femininity and you bring your amazing uh, education to the world as well. Oh, thank you. I'm one of your biggest fans always as well. So <laughs> you just love well. the rap, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more. So Heather, we've had you on for all different things and I know you're really concentrating on three core areas now in your business. Before we dive into that, I would love everybody to know how you started to geek out on the online stuff. And I know that was your word that you used for me years ago. You said, I'm off to a convention. I love geeking out. How the heck did you get into online marketing and really start to geek out online? Good question. So I used to run events for 10 years in my life, um, seminars for people like Tony Robbins and other speakers all over the world. And around 2008, one of those speakers approached me and said, I've heard about this thing, you know, this Facebook thing, and um, (laughs) I really want to get out there and do something online so I can take my tribe that comes to my seminars and actually reach them online. Um, And I was like, okay, sounds interesting. And way back when I first got got started with Tony Robbins, I was actually in IT, which is funny. Uh So the little IT Heather says, me, me, take me back out. I'm ready. Let's try something. So <laughs> I um, <laughs> I ended up going out and in 2008 was a horrible time to build websites. There was not really WordPress or anything nice to play with like there is now. So I 
use this really clunky thing um, called Joomla. I got a developer to work with me and the two of us built an online membership site back then. And uh, we had 18,000 members and after launch. And that would have been launched. huge back then. It was. And you're showing your age. We're like, this thing called Facebook oh. just popped up. <laughs> I know. I know. Yep, I am. Wow. So you would have been one of the first really doing membership sites. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was. Because I remember there were there wasn't really trainings. There was no one really out there to, for me to learn from. So I was just winging it. Mm, wow. <laughs> But it was exciting. Like 18,000 people, I was like, this is unbelievable. If you can reach people all over the world, yeah. I was just so excited. And that that was my transition from events into the online space. Mm. That membership that you're talking about, I think yes. I was a part of that mem- membership because I think I know who it was with. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, why are you focusing on three years of your business? I know that you have so many core cool strategies and I think for entrepreneurs – Um, we can do a lot of things, right? But I think it's very good to dress the door with some things for them to really know. For me, I do more than just sales, though I dress the door as sales. And then when my clients come in, they can see the other stuff. Why have you focused on three areas of your business? What sort of made you nut that out and go, these are really the three core strengths? I love that you you asked that too. Good question. So so look, here's the thing. So I used to have a digital agency when I kind of built that membership site. Then I opened up my own business. And like so many of us in business, um, I think you kind of fall into it. Um, for me, I had no safety net. I was literally I, I was working in the seminar space. Um, one of the speakers I worked with had like literally a mental breakdown, and overnight everything that I knew was was swept out from underneath me. I, I didn't know how to pay my bills. I went into a little bit of depression. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, some people are like, oh, I heard you build this membership site. Can you build me a website? I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't even literally think or proactively plan. So I became one of those yes women. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And maybe at the time you needed to, because you needed to get some cash back in the door, right? I was, yes, that's right. So I was saying yes to everything I could get my hands yeah. on. And that meant that I became an expert of nothing, and an expert of everything, if that makes sense. Yes. You know, it's kind of like trying to please everyone, um, which I know a lot of us do. And that let that I, I bred a very ugly sort of three years of my life when I was ex- exhausted. I was I had too many services, and when people were trying to describe what Heather Porter does, they didn't really know how. It depended on who you spoke to, what yeah. they'd say I do. So that's why I then have simplified, you know, I've left that other business behind about a year and a half ago and I'm mm-hmm. just simplifying what I do. Mm. I've just got goosebumps. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it might've been just from you saying we can do everything. And when we do, and especially as women, um, mm. we always want to say yes. And it's learning to say no. Cause when you say no, the bigger yes is coming along yeah. though what you actually said, which is what this lifestyle show is all about, is about helping female entrepreneurs not get into burnout, how to have the healthiest, happiest life while we're building the business. And I think you've pointed out such a key point there, which is don't try to do it all and simplify because once you simplify, your message is more powerful. Yes. So, yeah, that's really great. Well, let's dive in. Tell me first, just so everybody knows, what are the three areas that you focus on now? Okay, so the first key thing that I do is I build new websites or I revamp websites that are not growing businesses on autopilot Mm -hmm. online. 
So that's the first thing. And that naturally leads into a now what situation, which is now what? How do I get traffic? How do I actually make sales? Yeah. So that brings me to the second core offering, which I is basically I set up um, Facebook and Instagram ad campaigns. And then I train business owners on how to then manage those and create more of them themselves. Um, and then the third one is just general automation consulting and coaching. So that's, mm-hmm. again, it's like once your website's fixed, let's talk funnels, let's, you know, ha- I'll handhold you and build things with you to actually really scale your business online. Yeah. And I've witnessed all of them. I've used Heather, Heather over the years. Not that anything is a representation right now because I have not got off my ass to <laughs> revamp everything. <laughs> But if you look at my site and what I've done and rewind about four years, you'll see how amazing it was for four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I keep saying I need to revamp and now I've lost the weight. I'm ready for new photographs. I didn't want to jump in front of the photo in front of the camera when I was a size 14, but I'm happy now to show it off. Good. Yes. Well, let's pull the the curtain right back um, on Facebook and Instagram because obviously these are huge. Instagram now, from the research I've done, it's it's over seven hundred million um, people now. The, the growth of it that actually goes on to to Instagram is just rapid growth. And I know it's not the same amount of people that are on the platform of Facebook, but that's just a monstrous now. It's quickly, I mean, those are the big two, Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm. depending, depending on your market, they're going to both, they're be on both or one, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So let's, let's dive in because Facebook, I know personally, um, and I was taught by you many years ago, you were my first teacher for Facebook. So thank you for that incredible training because I've witnessed what it did for me with being able to get marketing and bums on seats for my launches from products to events. Um, my clients with their, um, like one lady, she has a physical shop um, and it was a baby shop and we just got her to do Facebook ads. Now she <laughs> turns up on a Monday and normally the weekends are dead and she turns up on a Monday and in retail, Mondays is pretty quiet. She's now got so many orders to fulfill because of Facebook marketing. Another Amazing. client's doing $9,000 spend a month on advertising, but that's bringing in to her um, about $1.5 million in sales a year. Wow. So if you do it right, and there's going to be listeners here going, I've tried it and it doesn't work. Mm. So let's just dive into Facebook first for a little bit. Is there some secret formula or there's some steps that you can give people on what to do to really make sure it gives it wings and and takes off? Absolutely. So really the main things to consider is number one, it's all about your audiences that you build. That's really, really important when you're setting up your account. And to just clarify for everybody as well, you run your Instagram ads inside of your Facebook ads manager. So you run mm. both sets of ads from the same place, um, which which is great because it's all, you know, you set it up once and you kind of can navigate from the one platform. Fair. So you, you need to set up your audiences the right way first. And audiences are very simply just groups of people that you want your ad to display in front of on their news feed. So the audiences that nowadays are working really well is you want to upload your email list so you can communicate with your people on your email list inside of Facebook as ads. You want to um, get your website traffic audience built and 
all that means is basically you, um, there's this little thing called a, a Facebook pixel and a lot of people get freaked out and they're like, what the hell's a Facebook <laughs> pixel? We love the pixel. When the you pixel. learn about it, you'll love it. <laughs> I always say it's so easy. It's a bridge. It's like basically sticking a little piece of code on your website so Facebook can read your website visitors. So anytime anybody's logged into Facebook and they go to your website, you can actually build an audience of all those people just by putting a pixel on your site. Mm. Um, so second audience would be website visitors and you can go quite advanced with that and, you know, kind of chunk down into different pages they visit. But overall, just all website visitors last 30 days. Um, the next one on that is your lookalike audiences. So you want to basically take people that like your page, your email list, and your website visitors and build what's called lookalike audiences. So Facebook's going to find people that are really, really similar to the demographics and interests of those source audiences and make copies of new people you can reach. And then the other one is... And can um, I just say, yeah. that just blows it out because if you <laughs> yeah. have a list of, say, 1,500 and suddenly you do the lookalike list... It ends up sometimes being like 250,000 people <laughs> that's a lookalike. It's, it's just, yeah. Is there yeah. a certain size um, email list that it doesn't work for? Is there a certain size list that people should have to be able to do the upload? Look, you, you have to have a minimum of about 100, last I checked, but to get really good results, you're looking at 500 plus. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't realise it was that low. That's great. That's great to yeah, know. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the more you have, the better Facebook can build lookalike audiences because yes. it'll know more. Yeah. So you want to do your lookalikes and you want to build a few what I call avatar audiences, which are saved audiences. Mm-hmm. And those are like, like I gave an example the other day. Um, I live in uh, northern beaches in Sydney. And let's pretend I was opening up a child care center up here. I would then build a saved audience of like Forestville or French's Forest mums. So I would basically build an audience of mums with preschoolers. Um, they, you know, maybe have a certain income bracket. They live in a certain range of postcodes. Um, they like business chicks cause they're a working mom and, you know, business chicks is a really cool, like networking for women mm-hmm. that are in business. Right. So you build sort of interest and then you can build audiences like that. And that's a, a new audience, new blood, so to speak, to get into your business. And don't you love how targeted it can be? Like it's the most genius thing that you can have now if you go back to when it was newspaper days or dropping flyers <laughs> leaflets into people's yeah. letterboxes it was such blanket type of marketing where now we can just get this laser focused marketing and to be able to um, pretty much guarantee that that ad's going to be land in front of the per- that right target audience so exciting so that's a really important part and then there's the the formula though that I use those audiences for. Do you want me to tell you briefly what that is? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So (laughs) what you do is you film a video. I call this an awareness campaign. So you basically do video that basically is who you are, what you offer, you know, what problems you solve. Um, It's just, it's a big picture sort of edutainment video. So it's entertainment mixed with education of how you can help people. You put that out on your page. So you upload that directly to your Facebook page. Then you go into your ads manager and you create an ad using that as an existing post to all those audiences we just spoke about, your custom audiences, your lookalike audiences, and your some of your saved audiences. So you're getting it out there to as many people as possible. 
Step two in the formula is you then go build another audience, which is um, also, it's called a custom audience, but it's an engagement audience. So if you guys want to know how to do this, you can, you can Google it too. You can just say, how do I build a Facebook custom engagement audience? And they'll give you the steps. So you build an engagement audience Mm -hmm. of people that have watched at least 50% of that video. And then you do an ad to them. So it's a follow follow up ad. Yeah. And this is, this then will start to become a bit of like a sales funnel. Is that right? Because now you're getting more of a targeted audience and you can take them based on down that yellow brick road. So can I just review what you've just said? Um, you want to record a video. The video is who you are, what you offer and really irritating or connecting with the biggest problem challenge concern that that person is having that your business uh, service product can actually help them with so you record that you put it onto your facebook business page yes and then you said that you start sending traffic to that video is that right you start doing your facebook ads to that video based on a custom audience yeah, as an existing post. Mm. So you take all those audiences yes. together because you're trying to reach as many people as possible yeah. and you put them all into that existing post as an ad. That's Love right. It. And then based on that, the audience that's watched at least 50%, is that what you said? 50% of the video. Yes, they're the that's ones right. then we're going to retarget yes. with some new um, advertising with new marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Because if they've watched 50% of the video, they've spent, they've invested a little bit of time and they're clearly interested in what you're saying. So in that follow-up ad, you would then actually give them, you know, some sort of offer. So whether it's, you know, discount, a bundled offer, um, you know, so something that's only available for the next week, whatever it is, mm. um, that's when you're going to start to do some more of the selling and that's the follow-up ad. Yeah. And if you think, um, listeners, if you, when, when you're actually doing some type of marketing, just think urgency and scarcity work really well. But it works well when the person really gets to know you. But that's like if you want to get somebody straight off the fence, like make them jump. Yeah. Urgency scarcity is absolutely huge in the sales cycle. Tell me, Facebook, and just can I just say, bravo, that's just awesome information. Thank oh, you. Hercules, Hercules. Um, <laughs> Facebook is continually changing. Oh, uh, yes, it so is. So <laughs> the Facebook training that I've done for my mastermind, which actually I've had from you helping me and then me being regurgitated and then going through through my own learnings and then it's like I need to continually update that training video (laughs) what's one of the biggest things that you've seen now one of the biggest changes that you've seen now on Facebook advertising that's really well working well for business owners is there something there that you think wow this is a new cool way to do it and I know Mm. if someone's listening to this interview in six months time to a year's time that's probably going to be old news. Um, but what's something that's been happening in the last few months that you think is just really a great advantage for business owners with Facebook marketing now? It's exactly what I just mentioned, actually. So mm-hmm. it's using your your initial ads are more what I call awareness campaigns. Mm-hmm. So they're the videos that go out to entertain and educate. And they're not they're not hard sales videos yeah. like in the past a lot of businesses were doing. It's very much more of a rapport builder. Yeah. It's just to get that interest in so that the engagement audience, that follow-up ad is what's magic. Mm-hmm. So really what's happening is 
deeper level social media funnels. And also a good thing to do is that those initial sort of posts is think in terms of, can I create conversation off of this particular ad? Mm. Because with the changes that are happening in 2018 for Facebook, um, it's all around um, getting conversation going with your posts and and back to building a community. I don't know yeah. if you know this, Annette, but what's happened recently on Facebook is that um, they have a whole department of of human behavioral you know specialists, mm-hmm. and what they found is people are starting to leave Facebook feeling depressed, and they're also passively engaging with it rather than actively engaging with it. Mm-hmm. So. They're making massive shifts to build it more as a community, and they know that if people are actually having conversations to the poster, but also conversations within the comments, then people leave feeling happier about mm-hmm. themselves. Yes. So that's that's the direction that we're headed, and that's why these sort yeah. of campaign ads are working. Well, it's really interesting because um, for Facebook and any type of social media, they did test, and I don't know who they is, though there was tests done on different breathing and stress levels. And the highest level of breathing and stress levels through people's day is when they're actually on the phone with social media. And when I heard that, I thought, that is me. And this probably happened about a year, maybe a year ago. Um, It was from one of the guests that we had at our retreat, Emma Sutherland, who's going to be on the show. And she was talking about this study and I thought, that is me. And that was where I made, started to make some of the biggest shifts in what's creating stress in my life. And for me now, I will jump on Facebook to do my posts for business. I will look at the first couple of posts that are there. And it's for me, it's like, this is what I'm meant to read or to see, and then I'm gone. So for me, I'm not as active anymore because I don't like how I feel when I was on Facebook, which is incredible, which is what you're actually saying. And I'm very yes. in tuned with the feelings. So for me, it was like when I heard that statement, I thought, you know what, that's actually how I feel. So I really, and a lot of you guys might do this as well, where I filter a lot of what comes into my life. So I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the news. If the news is meant to come to me, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just really interesting that you're saying that. Um, mm. were you, when I was a teenage girl, I used to get magazines, you know, like Cosmo and those magazines. And I would feel like crap about myself for a solid day after I read them (laughs) as of the comparison sort of thing. Mm. And that I'm like you Annette, where I feel like social media, especially for the teens nowadays, it's like the magazines that we used to have on steroids where it, it, it really creates stress and anxiety with people. Mm, yes. And, and that, um, let's go to Instagram because I think that's a really good lead in because I think with the conversations that I have these days with Instagram, which I probably sound like an old fuddy daddy, I go, what's <laughs> happening to these poor teenagers with the images and having to filter everything and do everything? And don't get me wrong, I like to filter my cameras too, just to try and keep up. <laughs> And sometimes I go, oh, my God, I don't know how to get rid of those wrinkles, but, hey, the video's going out. This is just me, and everyone's just going to have to get over it, and me as well. Um, Good. But, you know, the the filters, the, the, the amount of people that are now Instagram stars and it's all on body and image, I do wonder what it's going to do to the self-esteem where – you know, just when it starts to evolve, like what's going to happen? And I think you're saying like Dolly Magazine and Cleo and yeah. <laughs> it is like that on steroids. Yeah, look, I think what's really exciting is that there is a, a new 
side of Instagram, a new movement on Instagram that's happening more and more about um, body positive. And mm. even just just more f- people that are poking more fun at themselves as well. So there's absolutely that side of it where there's perfection and, and you know, people that are taking a hundred selfies to get the perfect one. Yeah. But there's a flip side of people that are starting to, you know, speak up against that. And that is massively growing. I mean, have that you ever is. heard of, um, have you heard of Celeste Barber? No. Okay. So everyone that's listening has to go out as soon as you're done listening, or even now while you're listening, go to Celeste Instagram, Barber. Celeste Barber. She's an Aussie. And she, what she does is she goes out, she finds these perfect like photos and then she, she mocks them. Basically mm-hmm. she, she puts herself, she's a woman in her forties. She is a normal body and she basically tries to reinvent the pose and yeah. it is absolutely hilarious. Oh, great. We'll check her out. Celeste Bar- Barber. Barbara? Barbara, yeah, B-A-R-B-E-R, exactly. Oh, that's great. Um, Just saying that I've just had a few photos the last couple of um, weeks just with clients that I've seen, and it's really funny because whoever's taken the photo, if it's a selfie – I keep having my tongue out and, you know, the last two I thought, you know, I'm just going to put it out. Like it, it, it's more fun. Like what do I have to have the perfect face? Like <laughs> let's just put it out there. I was laughing some reason my tongue was out and that's how the photo is. Cool. Let's Good. do it. So. <laughs> I, I think more of us need to do that. I think that, do you know, I actually think that's kind of where we're headed. I, I'm a big yeah. believer in the pendulum and the sort of the pendulum swing side to mm-hmm. side and it's going to start to swing back to more mm-hmm. normalcy. So Instagram. Yes. I've never done Instagram marketing. Ah. Um, <laughs> how is it different to Facebook? Is it different? You're saying that you still manage it the same on um, Facebook Manager. What's the difference there with the types of marketing that you'd use? It's the same. It's the same. The only difference is the videos that you put out have to be shorter. So they have mm-hmm. to be 60 seconds or, or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it works is when you're placing ads in your Facebook Ads Manager, in this, there's like, it's like a three-step process. So um, step one is you choose your objective. Step two is you choose sort of like who you're focusing on, which is your audiences and also where you want your ad to show. So when you are in that area, there's an area called um, edit placement. Mm-hmm. And when you click on that, you'll see right in there, it says Facebook and Instagram. So you can either tick all the boxes, yes. so your ad shows to both, or you can choose to just do one or the other. Um, but it's the same. It uses the same audiences. Uh, the only difference is if you're using Instagram, the, the Facebook ads manager will allow you to crop your image into a square. If you want to keep it that old, old mm-hmm. Instagram square, or you can put it more landscape. Um, or, and also the only difference again is the video length has to be 60 seconds or less if you're going to do the newsfeed video, but no, it's basically, basically the same. You put a link in it, you send people off to a landing page on your website, you do the follow-up retargeting and yeah. all that. Now, Heather, I know you've just rattled off a whole heap of stuff and you've got a lot more content to give. You have a great gift for the listeners today. Can you share with them what it is? Yes, I absolutely have something to give. Uh, So obviously, you guys, we've just been through the tip of the iceberg in the last, what, 15 minutes or so with Facebook and Instagram ads. And there's so much more that I would love to share with you. So what I do is every couple of weeks online, I do uh, social media marketing uh, masterclasses. And basically what I do is I share my screen and I'll show you my ads accounts and we'll walk through how to set them up and what you need to do, you know, to improve what you're doing already online. And they're perfect for whether you're a newbie or even doing some ads lightly in your business 
already. Um, so you'll walk away with like tips and templates and strategies, no matter what session you join me on. So I know Annette, you're going to give them a link and then guys just follow through that special link through the back door. And I'm more than happy for you to join me, um, free, you know, it's complimentary to join me and, um, you'll see, you know, upcoming dates and, and topics there on that page and jump on in. I look forward to um, seeing you online and thanks Annette for allowing me to give that as well. That is super cool. Thank you. All right. So this is the link, AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash Heather, AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash Heather. If you're on iTunes, you can go down and click on the show notes and you can go straight through to that link. That's fabulous. Okay. Well, let's go into rapid fire. First question on rapid fire. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Right now, purely based on results that you've seen, what's your favorite way to advertise? Is it on Facebook still or Instagram? For most businesses, it's still on Facebook. They're getting the best results there. Mm-hmm. Uh, two tips to tell people never to do when marketing. <laughs> okay. Um, never send people to the homepage on your website yes. because it doesn't match your <laughs> offer, what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I taught my clients that and the other day I was looking at Facebook and I said, why is this link going there? It's like the one thing I told you not to do. <laughs> What's another tip? One other tip. Okay. One other thing that you should not do, um, is, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's really the main. Okay. No, I know. I know you should not, um, not follow up. So if you do one ad, you've got to do retargeting because yes. the majority of people are not going to buy or do something with you the first time they yeah. see something. Perfect. And retargeting goes through from the pixel, Facebook pixel. Yeah. Facebook pixel or the or, engagement audience. So we just yeah. spoke. Okay. Yeah. Great. Favorite way to exercise. Let's turn it to you. <sighs> I have three favorite ways. So I have um, joined a gym recently for that this whole movement of self-care for Heather Porter in 2018. I like Pilates, Reformer Pilates, um, bar. Oh my God, bar is unfreaking believable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Kills me. Uh, and then body pump classes. So I, I'm right into all three of them and I rotate them. Love it. Um, <laughs> and that's great because you're doing cardio, you're doing muscle, you're doing everything. Um, who do you text message the most on your mobile? My partner, Neil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would you pick up the phone to no matter what? Oh, it would always be Neil, my, my partner, I'd say. We yeah. just like glued at the hip and we work together as Neil well. Neil is the man. Neil's the man. <laughs> Something you always carry in your handbag. Um, my, that's boring. My first thing that comes to mind is phone. Everyone carries their phone, <laughs> yeah. but my phone. <laughs> or wallet or lip gloss is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. We don't have the lip glosses <laughs> all over. Um, are you a Mac or a PC girl? Mac, Mac, Mac. (laughs) Mm. What's the best advice that anyone's ever given you in business that worked? Um, Don't surround yourself with people who use the words, I already know that. Ah, good one. (laughs) Favorite style of music? Uh, Everything except for country western. I literally (laughs) like pretty much everything except for that. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite woman in business? Oh my gosh. I don't, I have so many, mm. um, right now. Okay. So right now I'm really digging what Sophia, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Girl boss. Sophia Amorosa is doing with oh, her girl yes. boss stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always followed Marie Forleo cause she's great in the online space. Um, Ariana Huffington. Um, I have a list I could go into. Love it. Most proudest moment in business. Proudest moment in, in business. Um, it's two, actually. First yeah. one was when I started my own business back in 2010 with a business partner, and also the day I closed that business with that mm-hmm. business partner. Yeah. And, you know, a hard decision, big decision, and decision that needed to be made. 
Absolutely. Most embarrassing moment in business in your career. <laughs> if you, if you're, in, if you like, for me, I have thousands of stories. You might not get embarrassed. I don't know. <laughs> you might not do goofy things. God, not probably as much as you. I need to learn how to be a little bit yeah. more goofy. Um, ah, oh God, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It probably would be, would be a speaking thing, like where somebody has asked me a question and I've, I've misinterpreted the question completely opposite. And then I answer it and I go off on a tangent teaching something. And then they're like, uh, and I did, oh, did that help you? Uh, no, that's not actually what I asked. <laughs> and even better, they're recording it. <laughs> It was live streaming. That'd be even worse. Um, To finish up, biggest tip for a person in the startup space um, in business can be anything from marketing to website, any any of your expertise or from your, your own personal journey. It's it's what I would have done if I had a second chance, and that would have been to just focus on one core offer, get that right, and then scale that before taking on others. Yeah, love it. Biggest tip for a person going through the growth strategy, so they're now either about to scale or they're about to really start putting you know, a, a bigger team on and they're, they're bringing the cash in. Biggest tip? Yep. Biggest tip would be to start to look at software and tools to help you automate. So start by looking at just drawing all the things you're doing day to day and circle the ones that you should no longer be doing and either look for a person or a platform that can take those over. Yes. Great piece of advice. Last question, Heather Porter. Yes. What's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis? Could be daily or weekly. That makes the biggest difference in your level of happiness. So for me, I I absolutely love learning. Um, it really actually fuels my fire. And so I listen to podcasts daily and I will go out if it's warm on my hammock, plug in, listen to a podcast or two and totally zone out and just be in that moment. Oh, well, look, I've got one more question for you. I lied. <laughs> Favorite podcast to listen to? What's your favorite one? One that you just always go to place? Um, I really, really like Marketing Secrets. Uh, I have top three, but that's that's the one I'm always listening to. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Heather Porter, thank you so much for being with Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. Mm -hmm. Big kisses to you and uh, can't wait to see you out there in the speaking circuit. Thank you so much and thanks everyone for tuning in as well. Bye. Wow. I told you she's cool. (laughs) That's why I love having Heather on every one of my shows because she always gives a great golden nugget. Now, if you've taken away some great ideas from today and you love what the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show stands for, it stands for women be able to have sustainable happiness while you're growing your business. If we continually work like a man, which means we've got laser focus and everything else comes second, Our happiness levels reduce. It's not sustainable. We need to be able to have a more holistic approach when building our business. So please take five seconds. Don't just listen to the show. Jump onto iTunes, leave us a five-star review and help us get this message out there. We want to be able to get more women into a healthy, happy space while we're growing our beautiful business empire. Until next time, I'll see you then.